You're listening to The Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwall, United States Marine Corps, retired standing guard on the wall of freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. I apologize for not posting podcasts over the last few days. Been very busy. No excuse. Absolutely not. But you're here now, and you're going to listen to a great podcast. Progressive people have now adopted over the last 50 years socialism. It's no more about progressiving or progressivism, progressing, whatever word you want to use, in the society of the world. It is a issue of whether you believe that you live in the world and part of the world or you're part of God's creation. And that, in a nutshell, is what it's all about. So these people are pushing for socialism in America. And there has been many, many situations where socialism has not worked. Russia crashed because of socialism. It never works, and it's never going to work. We're going to discuss that tonight to further have a better understanding of exactly what's going on in America when it relates to this socialism change. So the first thing I want to do is actually tell you what the definition, according to Wikipedia, which by the way, it's a good definition, of what progressive Vism is. It's a political philosophy in support of social reform. So the first sentence tells you exactly what this word means. So when they're talking about progressing, going forward, doing better, what they really mean is socialism. Based on the ideas of progressive in which advancements in science, technology, economic development, and social organization are vital to the improvement of the human condition. Progressivism became highly significant during the Age of Enlightenment. And the Age of Enlightenment in Europe during that time frame is when you had these 
fancy PhD elitists talking about a philosophy that humans are in charge of their destination. And humans are in charge of this world. I'm just going to leave it at that. Out of the belief that Europe was demonstrating that societies could progress in a civility from uncivilized conditions to a civilization through strengthening the basis of empirical knowledge as foundation of society. So what this really means is elites, society elites know better about how you live your life than you do. That's what this is all about. If you go to India, there is millions of people that live in poverty, but they're absolutely happy. Not saying that they want to be in poverty, but they're happy people. In the world as a whole, poor people can be happy. Not according to the elites in the economy and the civilization of the ultimate utopia that these people want to present because that's how they measure whether you're happy or not or progressing in life is you have everything provided to you and you don't have to work you don't have to earn your ability to live life that's not true. The world in general is not in line with the holy God that created it. When Adam and Eve disobeyed the holy God, he put a curse on them and every human being and the world in general. And told Adam specifically, you will work the rest of your days until you come to God. Until we come to God, we will always work to progress and be better human beings. No government, no society, and absolutely no imperial tyranny controlled person will ever be able to change that. So why is socialism in the world's mind overall something people want to pursue when it actually doesn't work? And I'm going to explain to you why. It doesn't work. Jonathan Davis, which is an econ economist and a wealth manager, wrote this article in the Economic Voice 
Dot-com website. Why socialism doesn't work. And he specifically talks about five things, which I think is important for all of us to understand. Number one, you cannot legislate the poor into prosperity by legislating the wealthy out of prosperity. In other words, you cannot give to the poor and expect them to progress. Because the more you give them, the less they actually progress. Which means they, the less they work, the less that they feel that they're important and providing for their families and doing things that are necessary. When you work and you succeed, you have satisfaction in that. A government cannot provide that. It can only make you feel better, but it cannot act uh, actually help you act better to become a better person. Number two, what one person receives without working for another person must work without receiving it. This is right down the same lines. If a person is not working for this, then they're going to continue to accept that whatever you're presenting to them has to get better and better and better, which means all of a sudden they want to become rich and have all these things in the world on the backs of other people. The government cannot give to anybody anything that the government does not first take from somebody else. Number three, so we're talking about the government can't give something to somebody unless they take it. They can print money which we're doing on a regular basis. But that's all false. It's, it's not reality. Because you're providing somebody with, quote, this money, this way of living, and then what happens when the government and the economy falls? then all these poor people, per se, that you were giving this money to, it, it's going to go away. And they're going to be right back where they were at. You cannot multiply wealth by dividing it. You cannot take from the rich, give it to the poor, and expect the poor is going to invest and become rich because they don't know how to do that. They got to learn on their own how to support themselves and how to invest money and do those things. You just can't give them money and you're going to expect them to go invest. They have, they have to have an education on how to progress. You cannot force progression. People have to learn how to progress and get better in their lives. Number five. When half of the people get the idea 
that they do not have to work because the other half is going to take care of them. And when the other half gets the idea that it does no good to work because somebody else is going to get what they work for, that is the beginning of the end of the nation, which is exactly what we're talking about. The reason a lot of these people are uprising, <coughs> excuse me, is because they're getting handouts from the government and they're not earning their way through life. So the other half that's giving this money is going to realize that this is not right and the whole economy system is going to collapse. I'm going to play you a clip, an eight-minute clip. This person, his name is Yuri. He was in Russia many years during the time frame of communism in Russia. And he finally was able to come to America and escape the Russian gulags, everything that was going on. And he has a very, very great knowledge of understanding socialism and communism. And because he has been in this country for years, he is seeing and understanding how this country is changing to exactly what happened to him in the Soviet Union. So take a listen to this. And maybe, maybe you'll have a better understanding of exactly what is really going on in America. Ideological subversion is, is the process. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond-type thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis is not in the area of intelligence at all. Only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process, which goes very slow, and it's divided in, in four basic stages. And the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. This is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy exposed to the ideology of the enemy ideology 
is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism. The result, the result you can see, half-baked intellectuals are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind, even if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. The process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. The psychological shock when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt and the regime does not tolerate these people. Unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future America. Here you can, you can get popular and filthy rich for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. Exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him a concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. And it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation. What matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it will take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 1968, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, to destabilize your economy and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfilled or not. Most of the American politicians, media and educational system trains another generation of people who think they are living at a peacetime. False. The United States is in a state of war, undeclared total war against the basic principles and the foundations of, of this system. Whether I scare some people or not, I don't give a hoot. If you are not scared by now, nothing can scare you.
but you don't have to be paranoid about it. What, what actually happens now, that unlike myself, you have literally several years to live on unless the United States wake up. The, the time bomb is ticking with every second. The disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to unless you want to live in Antarctica with penguins. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger, nothing ever can help the United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom. All this freedom will vanish, evaporating in five seconds, including your precious lives. Stop aiding communism. Because there is no other problem more burning and, and urgent. Educate yourself. Understand what's going on around you. You are not living at the time of peace. You are in a state of war. And you have precious little time to save yourself. There's not much time left for convulsions to the beautiful uh, disco music. Very soon it will go, just, just overnight. If we are talking about capitalists or, or, or wealthy businessmen, they, I think they are selling the rope on which they will hang very soon. If they don't stop, if they cannot curb their unsettled desire for profit, they are going to hang very soon. They will pray to be killed, but unfortunately they will be sent to Alaska to manage industry of slaves. I know it sounds unpleasant. I know Americans don't like to listen to things which are unpleasant. But I have defected not to tell you the stories about such idiocies as microfilm, James Bond type, espionage. This is garbage. Uh, you don't need any espionage anymore. I have come to talk about survival. It's a question of survival of this system. And you may ask me, what is it in for me? Survival, obviously, because unlike I, as I said, I am now in your boat. If, if we sing together, we will sing beautifully together. As you can see, we are in a world of hurt in America. This has been going on for years, since the beginning of the 19th century. And now, right now, as we're speaking, everybody in this country is finally seeing the results of these people coming out of their rocks and their houses and showing us the true face of communism in America. What do we do about it? The only thing that I can say is, number one, you got to pray to the holy God that created this earth, created this country, and ask him to forgive this nation for leaving him. That's what we have done. The country was started on the basis of the holy God, and we're going downhill tremendously forgetting that. So that's number one. Number two, we have got to get every single 
communist out of every single office, every political public office from your local establishments all the way up through Congress and the President of the United States. If we do not succeed in voting in and presenting to these offices in America people with those values of American values and the love of God, there is no hope. It's going to be over. That's how this gunny feels. What I feel bad about more than anything else is the millions and millions of citizens throughout this great nation that has fought for it overseas and on land. Yes, even during the Civil War, we have fought for freedom for every person to have the God-given rights that were presented to them. That's what hurts my heart more than anything else, is we are trampling on the graves of these great patriots that give their life for freedom, and we're not standing up for it. We're not doing what is necessary to reach out and ensure that the liberties that we have today and or those that we had in the past are presented and carried on to our children and our grandchildren. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Please share it far and wide. This is The Gunny, out.